Welcome back to the Michigan Business Beat, brought to you on the Michigan Business Network. Chris Holman here from High Caliber Karting in Okemos, Michigan. And believe it or not, you can't see it, but we are in the Lamborghini room. I'm telling you, the business community moves fast. And this is just another example. We're going to go across town right now, actually kind of cross state, and spend a little time with Nicholas Stock. He is an associate in Grand Rapids with the Foster Swift, Collins and Smith attorneys who have half a dozen other locations around the state. But Nicholas, I'm so glad you're joining us because we're going to talk a little bit about the new federal registration exemption for M&A brokers on eligible businesses. Now, the Security and Exchange Act of 1934 has recently been amended to exempt M&A brokers. Of course, M&A, we mean merger and acquisitions from registering with the SEC. What's this about? How, why, when, what? 1934 and we're changing things? Yes. So the 1934 Securities Act is an old act, but it's been a work in progress since then. This recent act is interesting because this recent exemption, there was a 2004 no action letter in which the Division of Markets and Trading basically said that in certain circumstances, it would not recommend to the SEC enforcement of certain registration requirements. So this new in this new exemption is a formal federal exemption under the Securities Act that now the 2004 letter has been withdrawn. And that letter was actually slightly broader than the new exemption. So you could look and say, well, something's been lost, but actually this new exemption, I think the best thing about this new exemption is that it provides certainty. So the 2004 letter basically said that it was a ruling and it was limited to its facts and circumstances. And so when you read the ruling, it wasn't quite clear which of those facts and circumstances are the important ones and which of those facts and circumstances are not. So the new exemption, in very clear, pretty clear language, tells you what an M&A broker is, that it has a long but pretty simple definition. And then it tells you the kinds of activities that are, well, the kinds of companies that can be sold under this exemption and the kinds of activities that are not protected under the exemption. So certain those excluded activities line up sort of closely with that 2014 letter, but they came in the letter in the form of representations that the applicant requesting the letter made. And so you see in the ruling, these facts are true. It wasn't clear from that letter whether you could remove some of those facts and still have the protection of that ruling. Nick, how much different is this from how the m and brokers have tentatively relied on that 2014 no action letter. Yes, Chris. So looking at that 2014 letter, they would have to basically, in order to be certain that they could rely on the letter, they would have to adhere to all of the representations in that letter. And so now under this, additionally, they would because of the sort of ambiguity in the letter and the facts and circumstances nature of the letter, they often would be doing this sort of deep analysis to determine when their facts were at the kind of edge of that letter. And now it's actually much more clear 
when the exemption applies. They can look at the statute, they can call their attorney, and the attorney can kind of walk them through how the exemption applies to their situation. Please explain the new federal exemption very quickly. The new exemption covers M&A brokers who know that any acquiring person will acquire control or have control in concert with other people, and that all persons who are offered securities will receive financial statements and balance sheets no more than 120 days before the closing of the transaction. It applies to any eligible privately held company, which includes any company who has no class of securities that are registered or required to be registered. And so a small company can have a EBITDA of up to 25 million per year and up to 250 million gross revenue per year. So these are not small numbers, small and mid-sized businesses. And the new exemption, the best thing about it is there is certainty that M&A brokers did not have before. Well, I'll tell you what, thanks for making a very complex issue a little less complex. We appreciate that. Nicholas Stock, Associate Attorney, Grand Rapids, Foster Swift, Collins and Smith with also other branches all over the state of Michigan. Thanks for being with us, Nick. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Chris. It was my pleasure. You've been listening to Michigan Business Beat on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Chris Holman.